0: Hey everyone, it's Nellie here. How are you doing? Today we're joined by bonafide civilian and certified hornbag Son Ghazadi. Son shares some awful teen experiences at Catholic school, uh, their early long-term relationship with an older man, and then a joyful exploration and perhaps late adolescence as a queer person. Son is now married with kids and we talk about how that squares with being, in their words, a ho. Son talks about finding the kink scene and how empowering that was. We also take some listener calls on non-monogamy, polyamory and related issues. Finally, Son and I end with a bit of a fight about bisexuality and we witness the evolution of Son from biphobia to open-minded acceptance and also from their previous codependent ways to valuing autonomy in space. Sonny's warm, open, funny and really generous I reckon in sharing their stories about mistakes they've made and how they've changed over the years. I absolutely loved this chat and I reckon you will too. Now, as you know by now, this podcast was recorded in producer Sammy's studio in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Wurrung and Boon peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. If you want to support the podcast, keep listening. That's the best thing you can do. If you want to keep it coming out for free, you can do things like leave a review on the app you're listening on, tell your mates, share the socials, or sign up to Dear Nelly Plus for $5 a month via Acast or Patreon. And you can go to NellyThomas.com for all that info, or there's a link in the show notes. Last but not least, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing...
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yes, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk
0: You think as you do. All right, welcome to Dear Nelly Sex Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. And we are joined today by Son Ghazadi. Welcome, Son. Hey, thanks for having me, Nelly. Now, you are a civilian. I'm a civilian. You're not a comedian?
3: No, you picked me up off the street yeah. just before. <laughs> found you at the 7 <laughs> Eleven. So, what do you do? Like, what's your who are you? Who am I? Okay, so my background is in medical research, um, yeah. but I'm currently flipped over to uh, humans. So human education at the moment, okay. Specialist College. Uh, yeah. That's me. Um, I am uh, a mother. Yeah. I am a partner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a friend. Yeah. I'm anything you want me to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how we were having a discussion off air. How do you identify? Like we have all the rainbow here at Dear Nelly. So what's your – do you identify as anything? Do you go, fuck, I don't like categories? What do you think?
3: Well, I never liked categories yeah. and um, I wasn't comfortable being la- labelled a lesbian. Um, yeah. I used to always just be – I'm just me. Yeah. Um, in the last few years though, uh, I found I could – Kind of identify with being non-binary, gender yeah. mm-hmm. so that is me right now. So you know, they, them, um, and I know I, I can understand that it's hard for some people in my in my world to be able to get onto that train. Yeah, um, but I'm not going to yell at them for calling me otherwise. So yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. So for people who are listening, I mean, I think most of the listeners would be familiar with the idea of like gender fluidity or gender queer or whatever, but. If someone's not and they don't they're just hearing they them and they don't understand what non binary means, how do you describe it? I don't identify with being female or male. I just
3: have a Yeah. I, I it's like a spectrum. Yeah. So I just flow between the both. Um I, I just don't I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just something inside of me just wants to be known as just me, not yeah. identified as Anything
0: in particular. Well, there you go. Why do we have to overcomplicate it? Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you feel. The thing I always come back to is in so many cultures there has been a third sex. That's right. There has. in multiple cultures yeah. and a respected and revered person that sits outside of that gender binary. Mm-hmm. And it's really only since colonisation that that's been a problem so i i don't
3: have a problem with you so why would you have a problem with me yeah and you just, just call me uh, like my friends just call me son or the son yes you know yeah that's <laughs> it.
0: the son the son yeah <laughs> like the foz yes pretty
3: much <laughs> and it's just easier to remember it that way so you don't have to worry about pronouns just call the yeah. son
0: or son that's it and if someone makes a mistake and accidentally calls you she or he or whatever mm-hmm. like how do you respond to that i don't i don't respond to it right i just keep going just keep going yeah You had too much other shit to do. I do. I'm so stressed. (laughs) Yes, yes. You've got a lot on. So, take me back. So, how old are you now? 45. 45. So, take me back to Little Son. So, you're, let's say you're 14, 15, 16. Are you dating? Uh, Okay. So, let's go back to Little Son. Little Son was
3: confused. Yeah. Little Son um, knew that there was something different. Yeah. uh, And always had a connection to women. Yeah. Um, But... Of course, you know, everyone else was doing the guy thing. So if someone was with a guy, I'd be hanging around with the group of friends and maybe every now and then have a cheeky pash.
0: Um, and we're talking, what, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. So early probably 12
3: ish yeah. onwards. In Melbourne? In Melbourne, yeah. yeah. In
0: Werribee. In Werribee, so in a pretty sort of working class area. Yes. Not yep. your sort of inner city haven where there's like rainbow flags. and. Oh, God, no. No. Nah.
3: I come from a, a Catholic family.
0: Yeah. So I grew up in the church.
3: Yep. Went to school, you know, private school. Yeah. Church, nuns. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's all wow. great. It's all fun. So little son sitting there going, I think I'm not like <laughs> the other kids, no. but I'm not sure how to process it. So you just passion boys because everyone is.
3: Yeah, and I'd never been around anything rainbow-related yeah, yeah. at all. My parents, um, I don't think they have either. So yeah. they were not not positive or negative about yeah. it. So I'd never heard anything. Yeah. Um, so I knew I was different. I knew I had feelings towards women uh, in high school. Um, you know, they have the counsellors there. Yeah. The counsellors are none. Oh, no. Yeah. So I had that chat with the nun. Please tell me the nun didn't tell your parents. Straight
0: away. Oh, son. Straight away. We went to Catholic counselling. And if you want to hear a story about why you should have psychologists in schools and not chaplains, there is one. I mean, I'm not suggesting all chaplains would do that. But that confidentiality is so important. That could have got you kicked out of home. It could have. But it got me kicked out of school. Oh, stop it. <laughs> yes. So uh, so I, you disclosed to a, a someone in a therapeutic role yes. that you've got feelings for girls yes, and you get kicked out of school. I did. So after
3: that I did go to Catholic counselling uh, where they did not mention not one thing about what I'd spoken about. Mm-hmm. They blamed it on my home life oh. that I was, you know, depressed and all that. And then when I went back to school – I was asked by the principal, who is a nun, um, to come to the office and we had a chat and she said to me, I don't think we have a place for you here
0: oh, at this school. At what age? Uh, 14, 15. Oh, that is so much to deal with. Yeah. So I was about halfway through year nine, I think. And how did you feel?
3: Uh, confused mm. um, and alone. So I left school. And I ran away with a friend of mine to Sydney. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but that, that didn't work out. We got quickly caught and brought back home.
0: But that makes sense to me, though. If you look at it from 14-, 15-year-old's point of view, like that is a lot of shame mm. that's not yours mm. but that's been deposited on your lap. Yeah. And you're going, what do I do? Like I've got to run. Yeah. Fight so- or flight. Which I did, so I ran. But wow. I got caught. Come back home. Yeah, you know,
3: home life. My parents. I know that that they love me, and I had food on the table. Everything mm. was fine. But we had um, my brother, who was completely opposite to me, and was a bit of a troublemaker. Mm. I won't go too much into that. But mm. there was a lot of attention mm. focused on him. Mm. So I was kind of left to my own devices because my parents knew I had a brain, knew that I wouldn't mm. get into trouble. Mm. Um, and then, you know, through those years I suffered a lot of self-harm from how I was feeling mm. um, and at 16 everyone was getting
0: with someone um, so I eventually got a boyfriend. So you were back at school at this point? No. No? No. No. So where did you find this boyfriend? So <laughs> Please tell me it was a little gay boy.
3: No, it wasn't. <laughs> I wish it was. Aww. Um Although he was a very sweet man. Uh, he was eight years older than me. I was Ooh. 16. I met him off the CB radio. Remember when it was really popular to oh have a my CB? Oh,
0: God. Yeah. You met a 24-year-old off of yes. a yep. CB radio? Yeah. CB radio? Yeah. There's so my mothering instincts, like I'm freaking out. Yeah. My, And
3: and I can understand how that would feel. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I th- my parents did meet him and, and he was... A gentleman, yeah. Um. W- although
0: when I did meet him, I said to him, "I think I'm gay," right? And he said, "Oh no, that's just a phase. You'll yeah, get over just it." A phase. So at this point, did your parents? So they'd had the conversation. They knew that you had said at least that you were attracted to girls. Yeah, but
3: I denied it when they asked me.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you think this is a pointed question? So don't ask answer it if you don't want to. Yeah. But do you think? When they meet a 24-year-old, because I'm like, what the fuck is a 24-year-old doing hanging out with a 16-year-old? Do you think they're going, well, at least he's a guy? I don't know. That's a really good question. Like, I'm just putting myself in that position and thinking, would they have – did they give him more leeway thinking, well, at least it's not a girl?
3: That's possible. Mm. That is possible. But I think also they were comfortable enough to know that I wasn't getting into trouble they just had a lot on their plate, mm. a lot. Mm. Um, and, yeah, but, you know, that's a really good question and I can ask them later.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll check back in. So flash forward to when when do you come out? When do you start actually dating? Okay, so five years I was with him. Yep. Um, and on my
3: 21st birthday yeah, I decided, no, this is enough. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. i got gotten to the place where my mental health was. Shocking. Yeah. And I remember walking into work one day and I walked straight out and I just had a mental breakdown.
0: Mm. Um, Because you're holding so much in. Yeah. Like if you know you're not meant to be with this person, if this doesn't reflect who you are, not your sexual... Like the closet's fucking awful. It is. I spent a lot of time in the closet and and destroying myself
3: Mm. and I made that decision. Either I was going to not be here anymore... Oh, darling. ...or... I was going to come out, and yep. I did. I came out. I yes. started calling all the family. I was just ringing them up. Hey, uh, Arnie, yep, I'm gay. Yep, you knew? Yep. All
0: right, no worries. Hang up. Yep. Next one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> She's going, no shit, Sherlock. What else do you want? Yeah, so Did I, you get any bad reactions? The only
3: bad reaction I had – well, actually, my dad didn't say anything. My yeah. my father and I didn't have a very connected relationship for a very yeah. long time. yeah. Very long time, probably until I was around 30 mm. did we actually start having a relationship. Okay. Um, so he didn't say a word. He just grunted. Mm. Um, my mum was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Why? Wow. Why? You know, and she thought it was all her
0: fault. And I'm like, mum, it's just not. Well, the counsellor told her it was her fault. Well, that's true. <laughs> you did. know, I mean, this is the thing when we talk about this kind of shame It's so tempting to put it on your mum, on you, on whoever. Mm. It's from the outside. It is. Like it is actually put on your lap and going, well, you deal with this now. You internalise this rather than going, actually, mate, that's your shame. Mm. The nun, that's her shame. Yeah. That has nothing to do with me. This is your projection.
3: You're right. And the society stereotypes everyone and what we should be doing and who we should be.
0: Yeah. So – Did you feel relieved when you came out? I did. Saved your life. Saved my life. How amazing is that? Yeah. Saved my life. So hardest thing you've ever done but saved your life. Yep. And – Well uh, done.
3: Thank you. Um, I did spend six months living – I wouldn't leave the house. Yeah. I had – constantly crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously the person I was with for five years didn't understand. I mean, mm. it got to the point where he wanted to get married. Mind you, you did tell him. I, I, and that's what I, I always I always say to everyone. I did tell
0: him. Yeah. Um, but Believe people when they tell you who they are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> also, you're 20-something. What are you, 21? 21. Yeah, people break up, mate. Like, I'm not saying, yes, of course he can be heartbroken and, bro- and all that sort of stuff. doesn't mean you did something wrong
3: no I've, I did feel sorry for him, though. I mean, he yeah. was a lot older than me too, so he was yeah. in a different stage of his life. Mm. Um I know he's moved on. Mm. He's gotten married. he's had kids, mm. so happy for him. Mm. Um, I'm yeah, but I am sorry that that happened, but yeah. you know we all
0: this is what we go through. We're sorry for anyone we've hurt. yeah, that's true. but we've all been hurt as well. I know, well, I think I know from our exchanges that you had a bit of a slut face i had a, I'd like to get to that you want the you
3: want the home era <laughs> I yes home era. so uh, oh, yeah. son on the town son on the town well you know being uh, so suppressed for so so long yeah after 21 after I could get through that depression and I got out there I was straight on to gay.com if you remember yeah. back in the day <laughs> it wasn't that big for the for the women um we used to have an Australia room because the men used to wow. oh my god they had so many rooms like yeah. Southeast South and Doncaster, yeah. all these different areas. But, no, we had Australia. Is this, this
0: uh, what, late 90s, early 2000s? Yes. Yeah, yeah around that yep. kind of, yeah. Yep. So online dating's not big then. No. It's just sort of, that's the early stages of it. And in that sort of queer space, it's mainly gay men, like most yeah. oh, 100%. They're all just hooking <laughs> yeah. up and, yeah. you know, having yeah. their fun. And you're trying to find, like, did you have any lesbian friends or I, any queer friends? I... End up because
3: I did end up going to uni, and I did find a couple of queer friends, and one of them worked at a, uh, a bar called Diva, yeah, in Commercial Road, yeah, uh, and that was my first yeah. experience in a gay gay atmosphere. But I, I did go online as well. A lot of men at Diva, yes,
0: yeah, There's men everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I love gay men, but yep. if you're going to pick up. No, there was no pick, yeah. picking up. No, on. it's no. just to be in the community. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to be in the community. So
3: I did find a few good friends, and I still have mm. two really good friends that I still know from those days. Um, That's sweet. Did they start as dates? One of them did. So yeah. we did date for a little while. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that was yeah great one. Uh, the other one, no, she was she's just like my big sister. Yeah, nice. Um, and so dating for me uh, was primarily doing it from online. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I found my first girlfriend on gay.com. How lovely. It was really nice and she was lovely and but I was a horrible person back then. In what way? I emotionally, um, I just felt like I mean I, I reckon I gaslighted her right. into keeping into that relationship. okay. And I've forever tried to apologize um, mm. to her for that. Um, so
0: did you know you were doing it at the time? No. Can you give me an example of what that gaslighting looked like? Because I really appreciate you admitting that because oh, no. most people don't. No, no, I do. And no. it's important to for listeners to know what it looks like.
3: I would guilt her into going out with friends. Right. So um, I just wanted her to myself all the time.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, I smothered her. Yeah, okay. Um, so if she wanted to go out with her friends, you would have to go? Well, no, or I would guilt her into not going. Into not going. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's what it looked like and and it's wrong. It, yeah. It's so wrong. Yeah, it's controlling.
0: Yeah, it is. I control, yeah. yes. I, and how did you learn, A, that you were doing that and how to stop it?
3: I think after the relationship and the way um, in the end she tried to be civil with me. Yeah. Um, but – my reactions to those were still gaslighting, mm. and then in the end, when she said, "That's it, that's enough. I don't want to talk to you anymore," mm. I think that's when it hit me, mm. and I thought, "God, I
0: was a horrible person." Well, there's a lesson, right? Sometimes yeah. you actually need a really hard boundary.
3: Yes, you and do. actually,
0: good on her oh, for going yep. no more. Yep,
3: I'm I'm so happy that she did that, mm. and and I wish her nothing but the best. I hope you know mm. she's had a great great life. Less.
0: Were you two – how long were you together
3: for? Uh, I think it was about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and it was young love, yeah. you know. Yeah. It was just so sweet, yeah. first girlfriend. Yeah. And then after that, yeah, someone went on a hoe phase. Yeah. And I think <laughs> – Can we have details? Well, the, yeah. Well, look, look I'm going to be truthful here. Yeah. I actually don't remember all of their names. Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it is. And uh, – and I, and Where I'm, are you finding these women? Well, you know, I actually. Uh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, when I was growing up, and obviously didn't have much around me, which was gay. Yeah. I, I actually um, rang like it was a. Do you remember the one eight hundred numbers all the night? What oh, are like those the sexy sp- numbers? Yes, I, I did. They were one
0: three hundred, but yes, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I rang one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a chick on there that sounded so hot. We actually met up and um, wow, yeah,
0: had some fun. That doesn't normally happen, does it? No. Like don't they normally keep their distance? Obviously she liked me. I the power know. of the sun. The power of the sun, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you, did you consciously kind of go, I've been in this relationship, I know I haven't behaved well, I need mm-hmm. to be single, but I sort of want to muck around a bit oh, yeah. and just go and find. I,
3: want, I wanted
0: to explore. Yeah. I wanted
3: to find my peeps. I yeah. wanted
0: to... Get out there and you know what you wanted—the adolescence you didn't have. Yeah, I because you were have pretending to be a yeah. straight girl. Yeah, when you were actually a non-binary queer person.
3: And I also, I grew up very fast. Yeah, in the home environment, I yeah, had yeah, to yeah. be a lot older than what I was, and I still am a child yeah. to this day. Yeah, um, I don't think people like you know people meet me and they probably think oh you know they act a bit childish. Yeah, you know well yeah I do mm. I was an adult for. 20-something years. So I am a Mm. bit of a child. Mm. Now I have a child.
0: So Mm. (laughs) we're both children together. But childlike, I mean, you don't strike me as childlike. You're playful. Okay, yeah, playful. I mean, that's different. To me, childlike means you're emotionally immature. I'm not emotionally immature. It sounds like you were in that relationship. But you've done whatever work you needed to do. You're confident that you're not doing that in your current relationship. No way. No way. No way. And okay. is this, are you at nightclubs picking up? Are you online? Nightclubs, on online, wherever. I
3: was in the fetish world for quite some time. Right. Um, and it was just, let's go, all on. So you're in spaces where sex is available? Yes. I
0: mean, I went to Hellfire. I went to... Yep. Um, oh, what's that other So word? Hellfire is a club in Melbourne that's like a, what was it, like an S&M club? Yeah, it's was a, fe- a fetish Like night. a fetish club, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, Provocation, they still have that going every Friday night. Um, uh, Saints and Sinners Ball. Right. All those sorts of things. You're out and about.
0: It's interesting actually, because I think you're the first guest we've had on, at least that has admitted that they've been in the fetish world. The thing I find really interesting about that space is counterintuitively, like consent, so much more negotiated. Mm. Do you think that's true? 100%. All right, tell me more about that. Um, so consent is a
3: huge a factor in, in that world. Yeah. Um and a lot of things are planned prior yeah. to any disgust down to uh well
0: obviously safe words and yeah. things and things like that. These are things So safe word being I wanna tap out. Yeah, tap someone yeah, wants to tap we're out. D- we're done. There's a lot of... Everything stops now. Everything stops. Yeah. As soon as someone says that word, that's it. It's done. Yeah. Because isn't it funny, I reckon, in in the mainstream you think, like, the most quote-unquote normal and safe way to date is, like, man, woman, meet maybe these days online or through a friend. They go on a date. You don't think of that space as being um, the sort of pinnacle of safety. But I would argue actually it's safer. It is safer. Because there's so many rules... There is so many rules that are spoken rather than assumed.
3: Yes, most you know definitely. it's
0: negotiated. I will do this. I won't do this. These are the boundaries. This is the safe word. How many people sit on a date in a you know vanilla space and have that discussion? I I would say probably maybe ten percent. Not even. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So you, what did you enjoy about that world?
3: Well, there's a lot of things I enjoyed about that. Yeah.
2: World. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it.
3: And you don't even have to be involved. Yeah. You know, voyeurism is a fetish.
0: Yeah. You can go and just yeah, yeah. watch. And
3: that's that's a fetish.
0: So if there's people listening, because I reckon there are, there are people in middle age who've never explored that, mm-hmm. who are kind of interested but a bit scared, like that idea of – I remember listening to another podcast and someone said they actually got a mentor to go yes. into a fetish club because yep. so they didn't want to go in on their own. They wanted someone experienced. Like, what would you say if someone's sort of a bit interested, but they think, I don't want to be, you know, strung up with a cowbell? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Zero well, to 100. What do they do?
3: A lot of people in the fetish world are very welcoming. Yeah. So a lot of uh, people that run these nights understand that there are people that are newbies. Are newbies. Yes. Yeah. And they do make. Um, Uh, so they would say, why don't you come a half an hour earlier before the night starts? Yeah, right.
0: I'll walk you around. You're not going to walk in and get clamps put on your testicles? No. But if you want to, that's your prerogative. You you can can have that. Maybe ease into it. Yeah, you can. You know, but you go in, someone would introduce you, show you around. Yeah, show you around. rules. There are rules. There are
3: very strict rules. What are the Um, rules? Well, it depends where you go and what's going on. Give me
0: a rough idea. Uh, well a
3: lot of the time you know they won't let you in unless you're wearing some sort of fetish clothes okay but I think basics black you know, yeah all black you can go, you can go in you could go in your black bathers sure why not <laughs> you can go in like a jumpsuit like a black jumpsuit with just some zippers yeah maybe at the back some easy access little flaps <laughs> you know
0: just Don't say flaps on. okay sorry so, <laughs> no you can no. what's the what's the behavior rules like particularly around consent? Well, if, if someone says no. Yeah, done. You're done. Yeah. You're, you are out. Yeah. And we probably will not be allowed back in. This is the difference, right? So I think straight clubs have improved dramatically. Like I go to pubs and stuff now and I see, you know, little signs on the backs of doors. If anyone's making you feel uncomfortable, yeah. come and tell the butt. This is all fantastic. But certainly back in the day in, in straight clubs, someone saying no to a guy, that's like saying try harder. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's what I find interesting about this space, which I'll admit I haven't been in. But I think it's a really interesting thing in terms of consent to consider that it might actually be a safer space because that no means fucking no. It does. And if you cross that line, not only are you going to get in the shit, you're not allowed back in. Also, you have
3: people around you. Yes. If you say no yeah. and then that, and they do not follow that direction, mm. there'll be people around you that will step in. So they'll the community police's yes.
0: the community. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. They will step in and they will they will take you out. So how the hell do you go from that to 9-year relationship? I knew you were going to ask. That did question. you like did you get tired? Or I, did you just kind of, I don't know. Was I've, it deliberate? Um my partner is
3: not into into that world yeah. at all. Um, and it was weird. When I met her, I was in a really strange place in my life. I'd kind of come out of a relationship a year earlier where I thought that was going to be – well, a few years earlier, I should say, that I thought that was going to be the one. Yeah. And I got to the I'm so over being with people and mm. I thought I was just going to be alone for the rest of my life. Mm. But I hadn't had any good sex for a while. So I thought I'll jump on the apps and have mm. a look. I think Brenda was around around yeah. then. Oh, Jesus. I, I still think that's what? hilarious that a dating app would be called Brenda. I was just about to say, why would you call a dating app Brenda? Couldn't you call it minsh or
0: <laughs> flaps or... Anything. Beaver. Boobs. Tits. Anything.
3: Yeah, anything. Tits
0: B- ahoy. B- Brenda.
3: <laughs> Brenda. Anyway, got on to Brenda. Yeah. Um, bet you did. Yeah, I did. And I, you know, I... And uh, and and this is a conversation I have with friends when they ask how we yeah. met. I was looking for a route. Yep. My partner was looking for
0: friends. Oh. So, so you're, oh god. So you're going against all the advice they ever give on this podcast, which is like <laughs> say actually what you're looking for and then stick to it. Yeah. So you're going I on want a one night stand. She's going I just want mates. You yeah. end up married. Yes. <laughs> Right, ignore everything I say. So you meet up. Why do you match with her if she's just looking for friends and you want a root? I would like the look of her. Right, and so you you'd win her over. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I do have a way with words,
3: and that's. Uh, I think that's. I will say that is my quality that I do have a way
0: with words. Yeah. I mean, I don't look fantastic. You the, stop it. Um, you I bring the charm. I do bring the charm. You're a hot butch. Am I a hop? You're a hop well, I don't know if that's offensive because that implies that you're a woman. But Yeah, let's just go. I am I don't
3: know. Call me whatever you want. I don't really care. All right. (laughs) We'll take hot
0: butch then. All right. Um, you're not like traditionally girly female looking. No, not at all. But you don't want to be. No, I don't. No. You bring the charm. Yep. And there there's plenty of women who like that look. Yeah, there is. I think there's someone for everybody. Of course there is. You know, and obviously in your case, multiple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dozens. Yeah. <it> <laughs> hundreds. No. Nah, Sorry, Mum, if you're listening to <laughs> yeah. this podcast. She oh, does. I hope Mum's not listening to this podcast. She actually asked me, should I listen? I went, no, Probably not, Probably mom. not. Probably not. Yeah. So you made, you just think she's cute. You made up. Then what happens? So we went out. We played
3: some pool. And I said, well, if I win, you're going to have to kiss me. And she's like, huh? mm. <laughs> okay and I knew I was going to win so I did (laughs) and then um, afterwards I said do you want to come back to my place and I I swear it wasn't for anything other than just to hang out yeah we were just going to talk yeah and we did we spoke for eight hours straight
0: oh wow yep how what a contrast to the idea of going into a sex club for an anonymous hookup (laughs) I mean it's a huge contrast right to be in that space and then be having an eight hour dnm that's so interesting. So were you just ready? Maybe I was, and I didn't know. So you're mid thirties. Yep, thirty fourth. You're just like I'm, just ready, or I've found the right person, or whatever it is.
3: It could it could be a bunch of everything. So I was. I think I found the right person. It it just felt right. Yeah. Um. And from there on, I don't think we've been apart for longer
0: than a week. Wow. And is she? Um, not does she suit you because clearly she suits you does being in a relationship suit you? uh it does yeah yeah. <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> That did not sound convincing. It does. Like, it does. is it? Because I get the impression from you, like, you sort of refer to yourself as being like like a misanthrope, you know, like yeah. people give you the shits. And, oh, my God, yes. You know, like you, you've you got that sort of Ricky Gervais fucking – the people are so annoying. People are annoying. you're obviously deeply in love with someone you've been with for nearly a decade. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that square with – People are fucking annoying. Well, I've got my people. Yeah, right. Your people are my annoying. My people are got annoying. It. Although, no. no my yeah. people are not
3: annoying. <laughs> yeah. I have those people in my life um, for a reason. I think something happened around 30-something. Yeah. I just had no tolerance left for anything. Yeah. Or for anyone. Yeah. I'd been used. I'd been, mm. you know, I, I'm such a giver mm. and of my emotional and Physical and monetary. Mm. And I just felt that if you don't, if you're not going to reciprocate in some way, anyway, yep. I don't expect the same back. Yep.
0: But why are you in my life? You know what? To me, that's it. Probably took me closer to 40. But that thing of kind of going, if I can't even remember who told me, but if they're not, it doesn't matter friendship, family, lover, whatever it is, if they're not matching your effort get out of there. Hi everyone, how you doing? It's Nellie here rudely interrupting the podcast to let you know that we have A live show coming up soon. We're doing Dear Nelly Live After Hours, an extravaganza of talent riffing about hmm, after dark activities. It's on Saturday the 9th of September in the salubrious surrounds of the Brunswick Ballroom in Melbourne. It's going to be an evening show. There'll be drinks. There's dinner options available. The first half will be like the usual demented game show style live show with the incomparable Bev Killick, a.k.a. Pussy for Prosecco the fabulous Adam Richard and one of our favourite guests on the podcast, award-winning comedian Geraldine Hickey. In the second half, I'll do a few musical numbers. Yes, Finger Food will return and Bev will also sing live. There will be a DJ after for dancing as well. So leave the kids at home. I mean, obviously get a babysitter, but come and kick your heels up on your own or with a group. Everyone is welcome. Welcome. Ticket links in the show notes or go to NellieThomas.com. Can't wait to see you there. <laughs> you just. You, you just found <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll, we'll show Vag for Verve. <laughs> now, are you ready for some listener calls? I just saw another one. Yeah. P- Pussy for Prosecco. Balls for beer I could just keep going I'll tickle you for toffee Oh, You would Yeah, cock for chocolate (laughs) Cock for KFC
3: (laughs) Kentucky fried cock
2: Oh Oh, no Oh Nally We've got a song
0: If you think that's not going to be the promo for this episode You're out of your mind Now, speaking of you not liking people, in our armchair expert um, section, I had to give you this meme. Yeah. I don't make milkshakes because I don't want anyone in my fucking yard. That's correct. My milkshakes bring bring the boys boys to the yard. yard. They're like, it's better than you. And you
3: would say that my milkshakes could bring (laughs) boys to the yard. And let me tell you, Nellie, I've had a breast reduction. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, when did you have a breast reduction? Uh, 2012. I lost three and a half kilos off my chest Did overnight. you have a bad back or what was the Yeah, bad back. I um, still have a bad back. Yeah. Um, but I don't associate myself with my chest. Yeah. So my plan is I will have top surgery at yeah. some stage next year.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And again, it's not because I want to be a man. I yeah. just don't like them. I don't connect with them. Yeah. I want them gone. Yeah. They're annoying. Your body feels wrong. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but right now, yes, my milkshakes would bring every boy <laughs> yeah.
0: to the yard. They are nice and what have you. I don't what know. the, what this meme says to me though, it's, there's a certain point, And I think you get to this actually in dating, mm-hmm. but maybe it's also with age. There's a point at which you just fucking need some space. Yes. You know, when you can't, like if you're being overwhelmed, You know, if you're on the apps or you're being set up with people or whatever it is, there's a point – you hit a point where you just kind of go, I'm just – this is irritating. (laughs) Take a break. (laughs) Don't bring any – don't put your milkshakes out in the yard. No. Just actually take a break and hang out with your friends and family and take dating off the agenda.
3: You know, I've only just got to to this point in the last couple of days um, that I need to take a break and – think about myself and my family, my immediate family, mm. um, to to just have some sort of relaxation mm. time with myself. But you're right. If you're on the apps constantly,
0: you need to have a break from yeah. it. And, also- and you'll know how you feel. You get to that point. I remember when I was doing online dating and it was so exciting and I had so much fun. Hmm. Then there was a point in which I went, oh, this is annoying me. Like when it's annoying you – Deactivate your profile. Have a break. Go back when you feel like doing it again. Taking that energy into a date is not good. Tell the truth. Now you went through everyone in the app, <laughs> <out, didn't you? laughs>
3: and you needed <laughs> to get off and get back. Go nowhere near
0: triple finger style. <laughs> <laughs> but you know aspirations. Aspir- All right, I'm going to put this one to you, which is from Hiroko underscore Yamamura mm. on Instagram, mm. who says, "Am I being ignored?" Or do other people just have a regular life that doesn't revolve around validating me and my insecurities and fear of abandonment? Wow, that's really deep.
3: How deep is that? It's deep. I thought you could handle it. Deep, very deep.
0: I wonder what this person's going through right now. Do you know what it is? I think it's so we were talking before, probably when you, let's say in your less healthy face, mm-hmm. right? If your girlfriend at that time hadn't texted you back within Ooh, half yeah. an hour, mm. you would have thought, I'm guessing, she's ignoring me. Catastrophic. She's She doesn't like me anymore. Yep. She's cheating. Yep. She, whatever. Mm. All of that's about okay. you yep. and not her. Yes. You're I think right. that's what this is about. Okay. Right. And I think we can do that with friends as well. We, you know, when you kind of go, oh, well, so-and-so hasn't reached out to me for a month. Maybe they're going through shit Maybe they're going through hell that you don't know about. Yeah. I think that comes with age,
3: though. When you get older and you know things happen, um, you start to think about being in other people's shoes and knowing that, oh, yeah, they've really got a lot going on. So I'm not expecting someone to get back to me straight away.
0: And making adjustments. Like if you know, like I've got a couple of friends who've got some really heavy shit going on at home. Would I hold them to the same standard as a friend who I know, well, their life's going pretty well and – no. No, of course not. I will continually reach out to them even if they don't get back to me because I know they're going through hell. Mm. So rather than taking it personally, like, oh, they don't like me anymore, which is really easy to do, right? Is that possible, Melly? Yeah. (laughs) Is it possible? (laughs) You know when you see – particularly on social media, if you see people and they're out at dinner or something like that, the idea of going, well, you didn't call me back – Hey, it's not about you. They're it's allowed to go out for dinner. Yeah, and they've got to have some fun. Yeah. I love seeing people
3: have fun. Yeah, I do too. You know, I just get jealous that I can't have fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> can you not
3: have fun? No. Of course you can. can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fun. Aren't I fun? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. You sound fun. I am fun. Absolutely. Can we say fun more? Fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for a listener call? Oh, yeah, bring it. All right. So this is so interesting. So basically I'm going to ask you to be, I recognise that you do not identify as a lesbian, but you've known a lot of lesbians. Yes, I have. And perhaps once identified as a lesbian. I did sleep with a lot of them. Slept with a lot of lesbians. This is like a how-to-date lesbians
4: question just for you, right? Dear Nelly, I've got 20 questions for you on dating and relationships. Number one. Dear how do I engage a woman who's a lesbian in a conversation online?
1: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
4: It gets past, hi, how are you, on the dating apps. Number two, when dating another woman in a lesbian relationship, how do you work out finances? Do you split the bills, alternate paying each date or let her pay? Number three, I'd love to know how to keep it fun and casual when just wanting sex with lesbians when they ultimately want more. Number four, I started a casual no-strings-attached friends with benefits scenario with one woman then met another who wanted the same, but now both want a serious commitment and to be girlfriends. What do I do? Five, how on earth do you have a monogamous relationship with another lesbian when you're always horny and their sex drive doesn't match yours? Six, do do open or poly relationships really work for lesbians and what does it need to be successful? Seven, I'd love tips on how to make a semi long distance relationship work, like two hours drive between city and country in the early days of lesbian dating. Eight. It
0: cut out at eight. I think we're both relieved. Oh my God. <laughs> Bless you, though. I love the call, but that's a lot. That's a lot of questions. How long, <laughs> long do we have, Nellie? I, don't Look, know if I've I time. wish I had videoed your face. Oh as, my Lord. To listen to that.
3: You're going to have to go – you're going to have to list question by question because I've forgotten. Oh, God. Well, let's start with – she's looking for an SOP on how to – like a standard operating procedure for
0: lesbian dating. (laughs) She is. And a GPS. Well, lucky you're here. Oh, great. So let's start with – because I think this is a question actually we've had a few times. With queer women who may or may not be lesbians who want to date other – queer women and are yeah. going, but I just want it to be casual or friends with benefits, but it keeps going to shit. What's your view on that? You have to be straight up
3: with exactly what you want at yeah. the start. Yeah. No hiding what behind if you bullshit. Do that and they just think, oh, well, well you've, got to over. you've got to step back. Yeah. that's You've got to make it clear every time that they, that they step out of that zone or yeah. that boundary's being crossed. Yeah. You've got, to, you've got to straighten them up. But, you know, to be honest, if they've gone to the other side where they want a relationship, that's it, cut it off, gone.
0: So, all right, let's give a real-world example. Let's say you and I meet on the apps yeah, and I go, I want friends with benefits, yep. and you go, no worries, and we hook up a couple of times and then what would give me an indication that you'd cross to the relationship side and that I should cut it off? Uh, I think the constant contact. All right, so if you're
3: texting... To, uh, Oh, maybe two, three times a day. One, okay. Once a day is nice to say. Sure. Hey, how are you going? Yeah. Can, when can we catch up yeah. next? Um but if you're going beyond that, and if you go good
0: morning, good night, what'd yeah. you have for lunch, what'd you have for dinner? I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, the stereotype, there's some truth in it, but I think we overplay it. The stereotype is that women or people assigned female at birth cannot date each other without the U-Haul, without Moving in after a week.
3: Can we buy a cat to Can we buy a
0: cat? You know, let's buy that fucking artwork, whatever. Yeah. I just think dysfunction's dysfunction is mm. dysfunction. Moving in with someone that you've known after two weeks is dysfunctional. I don't care what your sexuality or gender is. Yes, I agree. And it's not everybody. I think it's a funny joke. But I, <laughs> I think, don't know. I've come do you across think it's everyone? No, it's
3: not everyone. Of course it's not. But there is a large majority of um, our... It's
0: more likely. It's more likely. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more likely. So, all right, you start texting me too much. I start going. Mm, what else would I should I look for? Because I tell you what, I've been in this situation. The other person's not going to say necessarily, "I love you," but they're mm. going to start doing things that yeah. indicate that they're in no. a different space to you. What else? Gifts, flowers. Gifts, you know, setting your flowers.
3: Yeah. Uh, wanting to take you out for dinner, breakfast, lunch.
0: Uh, so, friends with benefits. We're not doing no. dating. We're bonking. That's it. That's it. That's a very hard and fast rule. But you have to be. But can hard you have and fast. dinner with your friend? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I guess.
3: <laughs> Who's paying? Are you paying? Um,
0: well,
3: that's one of the questions. Yeah. Oh God, that's another question. Jesus, you've got a lot of questions. Yeah obviously she's written it all down and just gone
0: i appreciate it these are the things she wants to know well she needs to know them so let's just tell
3: her um okay so yeah those i think when you're doing friends with benefits it has to be friends with benefits and that's it down the line no dinners no lunches
0: that's just the way it is like the boys do i mean yeah they do they just do it so easily so you've got to be quite – the way that I would put it is you've got to be really strict with your boundaries. Strict. And I would, I'm generalising but I think a lot of women, um, we feel like we need to be nice and polite mm-hmm. and the downside of that is that we don't lay that boundary down strongly enough. I think so. And so I'll, you don't text me ten times a day yeah. or whatever it is if we're doing casual. Women have a lot of feelings – Fucking
3: feelings, fucking feelings. <laughs> I I have been, and I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse, but I've been blessed with the fact that I can sleep with someone that I don't care about. Yeah. Not not um
0: not in a mean way. No, no. But I can shut casual sex. I can. I yeah. can go, and plenty of people can of all genders. Yeah, and some can't, and some can't. But some of the ones who can't don't know they can't. Yeah, and they soon find out. You they know, do. But I think that's where the boundary stuff comes in. You know, of the pushing. So let's say in her case she wants to know basically can I do casual in a lesbian context. Of course you can. Of course you can. But you need to, as you said, spell it out really quickly and and clearly. clearly. And if they start encroaching into relationship territory, nicknames. Write a a contract. All of that. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Write it down. Just say, look, this is what I expect. Then
0: pull it back and see how they react maybe. Yeah. You know, if you go, look, I'm a bit uncomfortable that you we're having this much contact, can we pull it back? If they chuck a tanty, fuck them off. Yeah, look, any sign of, um, you know, them crying at your door. Um. If they respect that, though, and go, oh, okay, sorry, I've misread, and yeah. they pull back, okay, fine. That's good. Yeah. But if they don't, no. No. Goodbye. That's right. And early. Early. Rip off the band-aid. <laughs> One rip right off. Yeah, yeah, done. <laughs> that's it. Done. done. And you're allowed to do that. I can't stress that enough. You're allowed to do that. You didn't promise anyone anything? No. You're allowed to break up. You were clear at the start. Yeah. Just remember that. You put yeah. your boundaries down. Yeah. Let it go. So she asked about paying on a date. Do you um, have rules about that? No, not really. But I'm really generous and I will pay. Yeah. I always pay. Yeah. Like, that's just me. But um, what if the other person's kind of going, no, I insist? Go halves. Yeah. I reckon – I mean, for me, I'm like, go halves, or if you know – and this is a difficult thing if you don't know them well mm. – but for me, say with friends, if I know that I have more money than they, they do, mm. you know, which in, as a performer is, I know people have got a shitload more money than me and some have got a lot less. If I know they've got a lot less, of course I'll pay.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, we go to, um, we have um, dinner groups that we go to. And in the end, I mean, we just all pay a divvy, a pers- yeah. you know, we divvy it up between six people or whatever yeah. it is and just throw money in. Yeah. I mean, I know some people don't have that. Yeah, you know they don't have the money. Yeah. Um, and so I would say if you don't have the money, go to a place where you can pay upfront. So yeah. you go and order and pay.
0: Yes, um, that's the way of of getting past that yes. difficult, that uncomfortable thing. Yeah. Just a little dating tip too. I think if you don't have much money, just meet for one cocktail. Yeah. You know, so fifteen dollars, yeah. but one cocktail, and it's still a nice setting. You don't have to meet for a hundred dollar dinner or a two no. hundred dollar dinner. You could go for a walk. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. No, but you know, <laughs> I. One could. You could make for a coffee. Like, there's a range of, and we've talked about that in other episodes. But generally speaking, I'd be like fifty-fifty. There's apps as well. You where if you're dating regularly, where you can keep a track of who spent what, and you just sort of top both oh, top wow. it up. Wow. Yeah, I think there's one called Splitwise that I've used um, with friends and so on. So you can do that. But in general, I reckon 50
3: Yeah, I reckon fifty.
0: Unless someone's got a shitload more money.
3: Yeah.
0: That's a kind of different scenario. Um, or you're really broke. Yeah. You know, well, if you're really
3: blo- broke, I don't think you'd be going out to dinner or, you know, you know within yeah. yourself what your
0: financial statements are. Yeah. Now, she asked about poly and open relationships. Like, do you think that she's asked, can lesbians do that? What do you reckon? Uh, my
3: experience, um, I have been in. Not poly, but open. Yeah. Um, So tell us the difference. So poly is more invested as in – so a relationship between two people will become three. Mm. So they're
0: living together. So you're actually in a relationship with the three. Yes. So you're not – like an open relationship might mean you're allowed to sleep with other people. That's right. Whereas poly is in – like the three of you in a relationship or the four of you or however many there are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really comment on poly. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, I'm just thinking of women in general and what I've been through. Yeah. Uh, that would be hell. <laughs> you sound like you've been. I'm like scared. The choppers, man,
0: the choppers. I've come, man, choppers. Chop, I've come back. So you've more. been in open relationships. I have, yeah. And how does that? How'd that go? Uh, some were fine,
3: um, and some weren't. Didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was an open. So I've been in a relationship where I've said I can't be monogamous. I yeah. need to have a third person. And I think my way of uh, introducing them into that world was let's have a third person into the you yeah. know, bedroom every now and As in let's then. have a threesome. Yeah, let's have a yeah, threesome. Right. So, um, Yeah, that didn't work because my partner at the <laughs> time was
0: fiercely jealous. Oh. And, man, it was hard work because I was trying to keep her happy. Did you find that out in the sex situation? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Son. Yeah, it was really hard. Oh, oh. man. It was like I'd been
3: through ten rounds of boxing by the end. (laughs) Just – no, the energy-wise, I'm like, I
0: can't. I don't – physically, I can't do this.
3: (laughs) This is too much.
0: Honestly, I mean, I've said this before, but I'm like, I can't even share a pack of biscuits. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just just don't know that I'd want to share a lover. Yeah. But I understand the instinct and the impulse. And I think she – our caller is wanting – is basically – from the impression I'm getting, she's got a high sex drive. Mm. Most of the women that she's with don't match that. No. And so, what does
3: she do? Man, you got to keep on those apps and get some contracts going for each for each uh,
0: suburb or something, so what, you can you thinking, like date multiple people. Oh yeah, I've yeah. had two. What if she wants a girlfriend though? Does she want a girlfriend? Don't know. We'll have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's asking about Polly because she's saying, "My impression is she wants a relationship, but mm-hmm. she doesn't want monogamy." And she, I reckon, reading between the lines, she's going, "Can women really do that?" Oh man, that's rough. That's a that's that's a tough. It's tough.
3: That's tough. I I wouldn't recommend a poly relationship if your libido is like really high. I would recommend finding friends with benefits. It's an
0: open relationship. Yeah, that can service. Yeah surface you <laughs> yeah can that <laughs> is can fulfill that need yeah I think it's um the the answer in black and white is absolutely yes because they exist yes they do right there are absolutely lesbian poly relationships and there are lesbian there's relationships of all kinds that are open and monogamous and whatever it's it's about finding someone who accepts that and can and can do that and I wonder in our age bracket in the lesbian community, is that harder to find? Because I reckon if you were 20-something and in the queer community, you'd find that relatively easy. Mm. But when you're talking 40 plus, 50 plus, I'm not sure. I don't know. Some people do like their,
3: you know, quiet time by themselves. So they can just like, oh, you go off with that partner.
0: And I'm just going
3: to stay home and do whatever I want.
0: Maybe, but oh. you. What I mean is, when we were coming up, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a big thing no. in the in, among women in general. You know, no. I think there were gay men doing that. Oh yeah, but in terms of straight women, queer women, whatever women, mm. it wasn't an option that was in our minds. I don't think at twenty.
3: No, not really. In the fetish world, it is. Yes. Um. So I've been in both.
0: Yeah. Well, I am. In Maybe both. she needs the fetish world. Yeah. Maybe she – because then that really is negotiated. 100%. She should do that. Have a, have a try. Idea. Get on FetLife and have a look. Yeah. What's the other one? Field. F- I've never – the only one I've ever been on is FetLife. Is it okay. field? field? I think it's never Field. It. it says for open-minded people oh. and, of course, it's like couples and kink and all okay. the rest of it. So I wonder if she – it's sort of two answers. If she's single – then go for it and get on field and fat life and yep. you know even the general ones, but just make it clear what you want. If she's got a partner, I mean, you, I mean, there's no other way around it. You'd have to negotiate. Your partner might be open to that, and they might not.
3: And like I said, first thing you you you've got to when you when you first meet these people, you, you really need to put it down yeah. and say, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for."
0: Yeah. And don't bring it up three months later. Yeah. No. 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 no straight away yeah. tell them what you start love. as you mean to continue yeah. Yeah. it's hard to unwind it yes now tell me this actually because i reckon giving you've got a lot more experience i think you know dating than mm-hmm. most of people listening one of the questions that we get is let's say you are let's say she goes all right i'm gonna go to a i'm gonna i mean you can't find a fucking lesbian club anymore but let's say <laughs> she found one yep. and went to a party what does she do if someone approaches her that she's not attracted to uh that's, that is approaching her.
3: For Let's say you're
0: in a bar, yeah, and and a woman approaches you, and you're like not interested. Yep. What do you do? Look, I'm a really nice person, yeah. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> I would just chat away. <laughs> I'm the kind of person you just like take them home. No, them. no, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> so you'd have a bit of a chat. Yeah, of course.
3: Yeah. Would Us, you let them buy you a drink? Um, no, because I I don't. I don't allow that. I
0: buy my own drinks. I just say, look, it's just a thing, you know. I just yeah. buy my own drinks. Oh, know. that's a good one. But let's have a drink together. that's uncomfortable. Because if someone comes up to you and says, can I buy you a drink? You yeah. know what they mean. Yeah, that's right. And it feels rude to go, no. No. <laughs>
3: no, I just say, look. So you just go, oh,
0: I buy my own drinks. I buy my, my own drinks, you. but
3: thanks, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, have a general chit-chat. Yeah. Ask what, you know, she's here looking for, what she's yeah. doing. If she's got friends here, yeah. everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Have a general chit chat five minutes and just say, Hey, have a great night, you know, nice to meet you. And then and then off you off, off you go. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Back onto the stripper pole. Have you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you been in that position? I assume you have, I have, where you've had to actually call it because they're not getting the hint. Yeah. Well that's where when you've you... had to go, No, yeah. you're not my type or whatever. Like something very clear. Uh, Yeah, of course, but you don't want to be rude. I feel sorry for these people, you know,
3: and a lot of the time I'll have friends, we'll have friends there and my gay boys, you know, and I'd look over in the corner and they'd be like, yep, right, son needs help. Yes.
0: Yes. Over we go. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. So if she's going out to the clubs and whatever, take a couple of da- gay dudes. You need some wingmen. I've got a signal. Yep. <laughs> you swoop in. Yep. That's <laughs> it. Out you get. So tell me what's wrong. Let's say you and I are in that situation. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me saying, thank you so much for offering to buy me a drink, mm. but I'm going to be really honest with you, you're just not my type. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you think it's too presumptuous? No. Not at all. Why? <laughs> what if they then chuck a nana? Fine, walk off. <laughs> yeah, off you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah. You're you're not saying, "Hey, fuck off." I'm yeah, not interested. Yeah, yeah, you're being really polite. So, and the reason I'm I know this, but I'm saying this because I know people listening need to hear. Being direct is not rude. No, like it's saying not. to someone, "What are you talking to me for?" is rude. Yeah, that is. But letting someone know, look, thank you so. Like, I really appreciate it. You're kind of calling out what's happening. Mm. I realize you're offering me drink for this reason. Yep. But you know, it's, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So just, thank you. Or I'm not out for
3: that. I'm tonight. not out for that. I'm just out with my mates. Oh, that's a good one. You know, we're just well, we're then just having fun. With
0: someone else's phone. <laughs> 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 it just happened. I didn't know. But seriously, these sound like it sounds like adolescent questions. But for a lot of people, if you've been in a relationship for ten years, mm-hmm. twenty years, thirty years, like some of our callers, and they're going back into dating, this is what the, the shit they want to know. Wow. What do you do if someone approaches you and you don't or what if you see someone you like? What do you do? There's nothing wrong with being uh polite and kind
3: to someone yeah. even though you're not interested in them. Yeah. You don't want them the to feel you're going to lead
0: them on though. Uh,
3: well, by being kind
0: and Oh, okay, so okay, you must have I'm had that. I've definitely had I that because I'm warm with everybody.
3: Yes. I yeah. And that can I be do.
0: misread. Yep. As yeah. being flirty, and I'm yep. like, Oh fuck, I talk to the bloody postman like this. I've had partners say to me, um, you've been flirting
3: with them. I said, No, I'm just being nice. Yeah, I'm just like, that's my and that's vibe. me. Yeah. yeah. That's true. But I wouldn't continue the conversation for longer than five minutes because okay. then just, you kind so of just you're giving yourself like a
0: little rule a limit of roughly five you love your rules. I love this. Because people <laughs> this will be really helpful for people listening. You know, B, you can have a polite chat for five minutes and you find a way to exit. And then if they persist, see actually, your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> their symptoms are wrong. But if they persist, it's okay to just be really blunt. It is. Just go, look, I don't feel like chatting yeah. anymore.
3: And you know what? Sometimes it, it will hurt someone's ego when you let them yeah. down. But if you're being nice about it, it's no. like, oh, that's a bummer. But then off you go. But also, I've been rejected. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Oh. No, nah, never. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Oh! <laughs>
0: balls.
3: <laughs> I really don't think this
0: highly of myself, but, you know, in this ballpark, here. yeah, maybe. But look, it's, to me, I chalk it up to, I'm not for everyone. Yeah. You know, none of us are. No, no. Like, all. It's, all, it's all part of, if you're going to be doing dating, um, you're going to be someone's jam and not someone else's. And just be realistic
3: you know? too, you know, we all know when we're batting above our weight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the supermodel down the down The road. <laughs>
3: Than you. Right, so I've got no chance. I'm not even going to try that one. I'll oh, move that's on to the hilarious.
0: Next yeah, yeah. No, I would see that as a challenge.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that
0: in, in real time. Oh, my God. I did speed dating, I've mentioned a couple of times before, and you'd think it would be fabulous. Like it was queer women's speed dating, but a straight guy had organized it and he'd made the age range 20 to 50. Oh, and mum. I'm like, I'm not fucking dating even a 30-year-old, <laughs> let alone someone with a two in front of – and I just sat on about 10 dates with, like, 22-year-old. And I'm just like, obviously we're not going to date. Just tell me your coming out. Story Like, I just mummed them. Yeah, but wow. It was wild. It was – anyway, it was a good story. Um, so we finished with two segments. One is No Shade on My Ex, where obviously you get to shade an ex. And also, She's a 10 butt. So that TikTok thing, like, She's a 10 butt. I really can't stand people who chew loudly or oh, whatever. So, an ex. Yeah. What's a stupid thing that an ex of yours has done? Okay. Well, we've had a few. Yeah. Um,
3: that same person, though, th- I mean, we were together for maybe two and a half, three years. Um, <laughs> one morning I woke up <laughs> and she was just staring at me. And she said, hey, um, I really want to have a threesome with my friend. Uh, and it was a male. I couldn't say his name. Let's and I call went, him Bob. Bob. Yeah, I want to have a threesome with Bob. And I just looked at her and I go, what about me? What about me says that I want to, like, play with a dick? <laughs> yeah. And Bob's Have just I given you any indication? Any, after three years. 3 years that's been together wild. you know and uh, and I'm like yeah and, and then, what did she say to that well i am she said to i'm i'm bisexual now i'm like well that's nice yeah. get the fuck out of my house because She's bisexual. I didn't want to, I don't want to sleep with a man. She wanted to,
0: yes. So, not because so she's bisexual, no, she wanted a threesome. no, 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 no. She wanted yes. a threesome. She I'm wanted to say, I'm going to have the entire bisexual community contact me. No, no, sorry, sorry. Me. I have nothing me against bisexuals. Nothing about bisexuals, no, no, no. It's no. about you didn't want to have a threesome with a guy, yeah. Well, we've yeah. been together for three yeah. years,
3: and yeah, I, and she, it had never come up before, uh, no. Well, look, her previous relationships, she had been. With a man, then she got with a woman, and then like I said to her, look, I don't and I and again, I have nothing against bisexual yeah. women, yeah. but I didn't want to be with a bisexual
0: so
3: I'm not woman. Scared, I am scared. <laughs> I am scared. I'm scared. Why didn't you want to be with a bisexual woman? Because uh, oh, then we're gonna get in this conversation. Yeah, no, let's okay. do it. Let's, right. We're
0: here. Okay. So I'm on the other end of this shit. Okay. okay. So let's have it out. Um,
3: so I I understand. Bisexuality, you, you like both. But I don't understand. In a relationship...
0: <laughs> Did you hear how you said
3: <laughs> I'm still scared. Uh, how can you be in a relationship, a monogamous relationship, yeah, and still be, like, not want to sleep with the other sex? Okay. I'll
0: answer that for you. Thank you. So how can you be in a monogamous heterosexual relationship and not ever find someone else attractive or a monogamous lesbian relationship and not ever find someone else attract it's no different. But you can be attracted to them. Yes. Of course. Yeah. But, but that's just the same for bisexual people. You can be like I will tell you honestly, I have never cheated in my entire life. No, no, I don't think I don't think that would happen. But that's the stereotype, right? Is because this the idea is that Someone who has fluid sexuality, whatever we want to call it, mm. they must be unsatisfied at all times and so they're more likely to cheat.
3: I actually never really thought about that. I didn't think that you were unsatisfied or anything <laughs> like that.
0: I'm really scared. I really What's... should think I No, on. please don't be scared because I think it's actually really good to have this conversation. Yeah. Because I think it is, especially in the queer community, it's actually really a misunderstanding, I think, of sexuality. Like, to me, it is not about – I think I'm probably sapiosexual. Like, it's a connection. It's a mental connection. Yeah. So it's not like you're sitting there in a relationship kind of going, well, I really love boobs but I wish I had some dick. I oh, fucking I need a dick right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that might be the case for some bisexual people. Yeah. It has never been the case for me. And most of the pansexual, queer, bisexual people I know it is not the case for either. Like, oh, it no. is about – I'm with this person. It's about the, it's the shit's creek thing. Like I'm into the wine, not the, not the label. Label. Yeah. Okay. So, you know,
3: you are really educating me here because I, well, okay. So for my ex though, she wanted to sleep with him and for us to have a threesome and and she wanted that to continue. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Yes. And how do you
0: expect us to be together? Oh, that makes complete sense to me. And I wouldn't do that either. So I, you know, even though that is seems like it would be more an option to me, I'm not interested in that either. And this just came up
3: like yeah. after three years. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wake up from my beautiful slumber, and yeah. she's staring at me, saying this. Yeah. Right. So the song gets really angry, yeah. um, and
0: just doesn't understand what's going on. So, yeah. um, it, you were shocked. I was shocked. Can you tell me now? Because I need to hear this and be honest. Mm. Would you date a bisexual woman now? Ooh, that's a tough question.
3: Of course, I wouldn't. I have a partner of nine years. Yes. Let's say you were single.
0: (laughs) Would Um, you date, or do they have to be identified as a lesbian? No, I
3: I don't do labels anymore. I don't. Okay. So.
0: um, The evolution
3: of the sign. The evolution, yeah. It has, it's come. And I've slept with straight women.
0: Yeah. Well, straight <laughs> yeah. oh I've my converted gosh. many please let me <laughs> let me riff on that for a minute. The thing that shits me so much in this space and around this discussion is the amount of biphobia that's out there I'm like the, all the bisexual people I know are just fucking honest yeah. You know, there's so many "quote unquote" straight women, straight men who are having same-sex encounters. There are lesbians who are sleeping with men. There are da da da. But I'm not. We're good. just telling the truth.
3: Yeah, that's right. We're the ones that be open
0: <laughs> about it. And then you have, and I'm not trying to shade you at all, but mm. I've heard it repeatedly. Oh, I wouldn't date a bisexual, and you're like, "What the fuck? Why?" And I, I've got to be honest with you. I
3: yeah. was like that back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but now I'm open to anything and everything. Yeah. So the conversation with well, this the son had. would miss out on the Nelly. Well that's if that was an option. Look, Nelly, I know you're interested. I
0: just
3: <laughs> <laughs> been sliding in my DMs.
0: <laughs> you're a crack up. All right, so X, threesomes off the table. Yep. Fair enough. What about she's a ten butt? If you say she's a ten but she's bisexual, <laughs> I will fucking go you. All right, she's a ten butt. Uh, I'm a, I'm a real big Seinfeld fan. Yeah. Um.
3: So she's a ten, but she chews loudly. She's a ten, but uh,
0: um, sensory stuff has man hands. She's <gasps> a on joke. <laughs> I've got man hands. Did you no, say that? I do. Look at them. You're a well-hung lesbian. The, I have got or very by, big by hands. Or bi yeah. I don't like labels on. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're a well-hung... Whatever, queer lady. Thing. <laughs> I've got giant hands. I've always had big hands, big head, big feet, size 11 feet. I was actually joking. I think big hands are great. <laughs> My partner's got Fuck big hands. <laughs> so she's a ten. but she, like, chews too loud. Is uh, she, like, slams very, the door. Yeah, I'm a bit sensory. Clinking
3: glasses. Yeah, banging around. Um, what if she breathes really loudly? Oh, yeah, that's um, – you know when people are, uh, uh, are in moods and they <sighs> – just very vocal about, you know, <laughs> mm, but don't <laughs> say
0: words, but <laughs> – Do you have a quiet house or do you have the radio on? Uh, TV's always on TV's on So you yeah. need some like Static noise but I have to have noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, So if you went on a date With a woman And she was like I don't know putting Slamming her cup down loud You'd be like I'm out
3: Yeah Loud noises just get me I need my time um, Quiet I need quiet yeah. time I need alone time So smothering Yeah That's yeah. No, no go Isn't
0: that interesting Since you were a smotherer Yeah Back in the day. Did you want to also be smothered? Um, yeah,
3: you know what? I've I've never really – I've always played the, I guess, the stereotypical male in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and been that, you know, comforter and yeah. look after someone. And and
0: it's nice to have it reciprocated. Yes. But to be matched. Yeah. You know smothered. what it sounds like to me? You've moved – which is a great note to end on, actually. You've moved from – codependency to a much more healthy state for yourself and your relationship. Oh, 100%. Because that sort of codependency, that will fuck you in the end. It will. How are you supposed to survive when it ends? Yes. If you've merged into one Mm -hmm. and you've got no interests outside that person and friends and da-da-da-da-da, you can't do anything without them and they're coming on work trips with you and, you know, and we've both seen that, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, if it goes tits up, you are screwed.
3: You need outlets
0: outside yes. your relationship. i got
3: friends yeah. that, you know. You've
0: evolved, son. I, I have. The son has evolved from the
3: young, silly ways of being, you know, and I think it was me as well just not feeling like I was good enough for anyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, And that's probably why, and I'll tell you a bit deep. Yeah. Probably why I slept with a lot of people. Yes. Because I felt like, oh, it's this person's validation. giving. Me, yeah,
0: it was. They were giving me attention. Mm. I'll sleep with them. There is, it's possible i truly believe it's possible to have sex for sex's sake yes but there is also a point where if you're doing that a lot you've at least got to ask yourself what? am i interested because it's flattering yeah or because they like me or because none of those things are i want to do this i like them mm. i it's all that external validation it and is. it will never make you feel better
3: no it didn't and um i also part Half half for me. That's mm. what was that was my drive, um, and then obviously you know I mellowed out in the years. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> the son's gone to the forties, <laughs> and now I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen after this. Who knows? Like this the is
0: son has been tamed.
3: <laughs> the son has been tamed, uh, and she takes that very seriously. Right. She said, "I'm the only one you've been with for longer than you know five yeah, years. Yeah. Well, my first relationship for five years. Yeah, every other one was been two, three, yeah. whatever." And she takes a lot of pride in that, and she should. I would love to meet your wife. No,
0: you really? (laughs) I really would. Like it's she is the opposite. Fascinating, really? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Where I'm an extrovert, she's definitely an introvert. So she's
0: like the anchor. She is. Yeah.
3: Um. You know, and I'm really silly, and as you can tell, and funny, and out there, and sometimes it's
0: a bit too much for her. You know what? I'm gonna. Yes, you are. You can be silly and playful, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of depth there too. Like, yeah. you're not a frippery, silly person. No. You know when you meet, there's certain people you meet and you just kind of go, oh, that's your only gear. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you yeah. can you can change gears. Oh, yes, I do. And I think it's actually really lovely to think that, you know, you were in sight, speak a parentified child. You had to grow up too quickly, all that sort of stuff. That you've been able to find that fun in your 40s is actually lovely. And oh, it's well, a real – It's a real evolution. And it's also why you don't need to smother anyone anymore. No. Or be smothered because you are actually giving yourself that validation.
3: Oh, this is so nice. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I think it's lovely. Yeah, thank you. See, change is possible. Change is definitely possible. Growth Growth is essential.
3: It is, and, you know, identifying that within yourself and then
0: bettering yourself, it's so, mm. it's so good. But it's also really good, like I said, and we'll end on this, I really appreciate you admitting the mistakes that you've made because we can be so filled with shame about the mistakes that we've made that then the conversation's cut off. Yeah. And actually it's much better if we go, you know what, I didn't do well in that relationship, these are the mistakes I made, this is how I've changed it, because then other people learn yeah. What to look for that they can change. If no one can change, we're fucked. We are. Yeah. You know, like if you just that relationship. That's how I am. That's who I am. That's who they are. We're done. Well, then you'd never date ever. That's right.
1: No, we've all got <laughs> no. to change.
0: So, well, we've all.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com/slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Well, we all evolve
0: along the years. You gotta keep working. Gotta keep working at it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh god, thank you for having me. It's, it's been fabulous. so much fun. It's your first podcast. It is right? my first- po- I'm a virgin. Hey! hey. hey. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy it? I did. Wonderful. You come back on? Oh, uh, if you'll have me, of I course. Will absolutely have you. Thank yeah. you so much, Songazadi. Thanks, Nelly. Bye. Bye.
2: Dear Nelly. I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk
0: How you doing? It's Nellie here. This podcast has been recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri Wurrung and Boon Wurrung peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. A couple of quick things. One, your listener calls are the best. Chuck out the rest. If you have a question, comment or story to share with me, please go to NellieThomas.com and follow the links or there's a link in the show notes. I promise it is super easy the highlight of this podcast for me really is hearing from you so I hope you'll take a chance and And send me a message and you might just hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, if you want to support the podcast and keep it coming out for free, please rate, review and sign up to Dear Nelly Plus for five bucks a month and you get a bonus episode every month. Our bonus episodes so far have included things like talking to young people about sex. We did a deep dive on listener letters. In March, I did a bit of an intergenerational chat and talked to a 20-something and 30-something year old about what it's like out there in the dating world for them um in april we released a recording of the live show we did for the melbourne international comedy festival and most recently in may i talked to comedian brad oakes about his polyamorous relationship if you sign up you get access to all of those episodes plus you help me pay all the people involved in making the podcast for more information about that see the show notes or go to nellythomas.com and follow the links now one quick thing this is a sex dating and relationships podcast for adults if you don't like
4: swearing it's really going to give you the shit so off you fuck